Hey everybody, this is Chuck Marone with Strong Towns. Welcome back to the Strong Towns podcast. Today is day three of our member drive. If you are not a member, go to strongtowns.org, get signed up now, click on join the movement or just do a, a forward slash membership when you uh, go to strongtowns.org. It'll take you right there. Uh, for this week only, anyone who signs up at uh, at least a $10 a month contribution level, uh, support level, is going to get a free autographed copy of my book, Strong Towns, A Bottom-Up Revolution to Rebuild American Prosperity. I will sign it, uh, I will put it in the mail, and I will send it to you. Um, and, I'm, and I'm happy to do that. Um, this week is always one of these stressful weeks for me. Uh, we work all year long and uh, do, do all this stuff, and we, we make ass occasionally, but they're always like, Minnesota type ass. They're just kind of like subtle, passive asking. Uh, and, and one week, uh, every fall and one week, every spring or summer. Uh, so two weeks a year, we, we stop and we say, Hey, please help us out. Uh, become part of this movement, become part of this organization. And there's always this stress that comes with it, especially towards the end of the year, because we have these budget projections and we have these things that we, uh, we need to meet as an organization. And it's always tense. You know, is, is this going to happen? Is this going to work? Um, will people actually respond to this call? And, uh, and you always do. You, you never disappoint. Um, I know you're not going to disappoint me this time either. Uh, strongtowns.org. Sign up, sign up to become a member. Uh, today, I, I want to tell you a, a little story. And then I want to give you some inside information. Um, here's a little story first. Back in 2015, we were uh, a few years into this experiment, this whole thing that started as a blog and uh, grew into this nonprofit organization and this, this movement for change. Um, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Uh, some of you have, have heard this story before because I've told it in the past to different degrees. Um, but we have... <laughs> Tens of thousands of new people listening. So I, I want to make sure that uh, everybody hears this because it's, it's, it's one of the more important moments in my life, actually. Uh, we were having our board meeting. It was uh, myself and, and our board and, and uh, one other member of our staff. Um, we, you know, that was it at the time. That was like the whole entire organization. Uh, we took post-it notes and we wrote down on these post-it notes, uh, everything that we ever thought of doing at strong towns, um, things like write a blog, uh, do a podcast, but, but other things that were quite a bit grander and crazier than that. Things, things like, uh, consulting, which we were doing, you know, writing ordinance and codes and, and plans, uh, doing on the ground, like consulting work for cities. Um, doing lobbying, starting a pack. I there was this big thing where people used to just beg me, Chuck, would you please start a political action committee? We need desperately a strong towns political action committee. Uh, you know, I I won't become a member, but I'll give you like so many thousands of dollars if you become a pack. And uh, so that was one of the things that got put up on the on the board. We had about three dozen different post-it notes, and our conversation had proceeded. Um, to the point where we said, all right, of these things that we're discussing doing, um, what are we trying to accomplish? Essentially, what we <laughs> agreed we were trying to accomplish ultimately was to change the entire development pattern of North America. <laughs> a, a modest little undertaking, right? Um, especially sitting there at the time with a budget of like 120000 or something like that. Uh, we're going to take on and defeat 
the multi-trillion dollar construction industry and, and all the incentives and, and uh, you know, all, everything that goes along with it. Plus, plus the finance industry and the, the centralized government and all this stuff. We were going to do that with our, our tiny budget. Um, so, so we're sitting there and this is our, this is our goal. We, these, these, this group of people dreams big, uh, but also is strategic. And so we said, all right, of these three dozen different things that we could potentially do, which of these things do we actually do well? Like, which of these things actually do we have the capacity to do and do well? Um, after all, the president of the organization at that time, me, uh, as an engineer and a planner with a certain kind of experience and a certain type of skill. Um, for example, lobbying, not in my wheelhouse, not something I was good at. That went to the far uh, right end of our, you know, we're good at this to the left and, and we're not good at this to the right. We organized everything linearly based on, are we better at this or are we better at this? Are we better at this or are we better at this? And we, we organized it all that. And we had this long line of things. And on the very far left was the stuff that we were really good at. And the very far right was the stuff that we were just not good at. Then we said, all right, which of this stuff would be most effective in accomplishing what we're trying to do with the budget we have, the capacity we have, like which of these things? And we started to sort those up and down. So again, we went through and we said, is this better than that? Is this better than that? Like, which one is this? And, and we wound up with this, basically, you can think of a four quadrant kind of thing. Um, the upper left quadrant was a quadrant of things that we were good at that would make a big difference towards our mission. And when we did this, we, we, we kind of, we finished up and then there was this silence. There was this pause and I, I looked at the board and people in the room turned around to look at me um, because it was, it was obvious what this was. This was basically my calling. Like, is, is this what we're supposed to do? Um, it really, it, like, is this what I'm supposed to do with my life? And the answer, as I sat in the room and looked at this was yes. Like this, this is exactly what, I'm supposed to do with my life, what this organization is supposed to do. This is how we make a difference. Here's the problem with that. Um, the things that were in that, that box, that, that upper left quadrant were things that had no business model. What wasn't in that was the lobbying, right? Um, uh, what wasn't in that was the consulting, um, you know, which I had been for two decades at this point doing consulting work for cities as part of an engineering firm after college and then uh, starting my own firm and doing that for years. Uh, I knew how to do that. I knew how to do it really well. I could pay the bills doing that. Nope, that's out now too. We're not going to do that anymore. All of a sudden, the things that I had in the upper left were things that like, I had no way to pay the bills with. Um, write a blog, do a podcast, uh, distribute this stuff broadly to people, change uh, people's minds by turning our content into, in a sense, a, a, an intellectual virus, something that would spread on its own, um, you know, despite our meager resources. And so we looked at this list and, and said, well, this is great. This is exactly what we need to do. It was this huge moment of clarity for me. But the next question was almost kind of panic inducing, which is how do we make money doing this? 
Like how do how do we stay in business tomorrow and next week and the week after doing this? Um, the answer now in retrospect is obvious. And I think at the time it was probably obvious too, but it was very, very scary. The answer was you. Uh, the answer was we need to get thousands of people to buy into this message. Um, we need them to uh, buy into the passion and the sincerity and the practicality of what we are proposing to do, what we're proposing be done, um, and, and, and our vision for what the next version of America would look like. And then when people buy in, uh, we need them to send us whatever it is a month uh, or make some type of, uh, you know, regular donation annually or, or, or whatever it is that, that we can count on and put in a budget and plan around. We need them to do that because that's the way we're going to stay in business. That's the way we're going to be able to operate tomorrow. That that's how we can add the team that we put together to help us, uh, do things like the Strong America Tour, to do things like uh, publish two, three articles a day, to do things like this podcast, and and to not only just do them, um, but to do them in a way that matters, in a way that gets our message out, that connects with people, um, a, a way that we uh, research and iterate and test, a, a, a way that uh, you know we have kind of honed and refined over the years. Um, we have a very now sophisticated operation. I, I say this in, in, in humility. Uh, we punch way, way, way above our weight class. When you look at the budget that we have, which this year is a little over 500,000. And you compare that to the budget of, you know, media organizations that play in similar space. Um, we are reaching more raw people. We are having higher levels of engagement. We are seeing more influence from our work than from any of these other sources that are in similar space. Um, and that's because we have uh, created this very sophisticated content creation and distribution machine uh, to go with a message that is incredibly compelling. When you give us support, when you provide us a, a one-time donation, when you become a monthly contributing, sustaining member of Strong Towns. You create for us this solid base of support that we can then go out and use uh, not only to leverage other resources, um, but just to reach thousands of people. We're able to take tiny amounts of money and turn it into a huge, huge reach. Um, We've got some amazing plans for next year, things that we would like to do, um, but in the remaining few moments that we have here, I want to give you a little bit of story of what happened to us this year. Um, some of you have been with us since the very, very early days. In the very early days of our membership program, we used a software system called Nation Builder. Um, Nation Builder is a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a program designed for people who run campaigns, uh, like campaign for election. And there's a lot of similarities between what we're doing and a campaign for an election. Um, we don't have one day where things end and then we move on. Um, we uh, continue on uh, indefinitely. Well, hopefully there'll be an end to all this. Um, but for the moment, um, we just continue to roll things over. 
Uh, when we first started this, we used Nation Builder because it was very easy to set up. Uh, it was pretty seamless and uh, the costs were very low. Um, that last thing, the cost uh, changed dramatically. And I can't remember what year it was. I think it might have been 2015 or 2016 um, where the cost structure just radically, radically shifted on us almost overnight. And it just didn't make sense to use this platform anymore. We had, had other complaints. Um, it's a good system. It just wasn't for us anymore. And so we switched to uh, a Salesforce-based system. Salesforce.com has a, uh, a, a program where they give nonprofits a certain number of licenses uh, to their system. These are this is a system that I used back when I ran my own consulting firm. I actually wrote my own program to track permits and, and other things that we were doing. So I was familiar with it and I thought, well, we can get this running. We did, we got it up and running. I, I figured, you know, if something didn't work out or we had to switch or adjust, it's in this kind of universal database where we can change to something else fairly easily. So let's make the investment in time and energy to make this work. And we did, and it worked fairly well. Um, those of you that remember the second iteration, it was no longer go to another site called nation builder and get signed up. It was actually a form on our site. Um, but it was a, uh, how do I put this? It was a clunky form, a form that didn't work on all browsers, a form that, um, we just had all kinds of problems with, we could get it to work here, but people would get a hold of us and say, I'd like to become a member, but your form doesn't work for me. It doesn't load right. And we'd look at it on different devices and every now and then there'd be a script error. And it was just not, um, it was just not up to the standards that we wanted. Uh, we tried to get it fixed. We literally spent thousands of dollars of people tweaking this thing, like, you know, programmers professionally, like working on this. Um, we finally, a year ago, and it was a year ago in November, it was before our November member drive last year, shifted to a third iteration now, uh, a new program. This one's called QGive. Uh, it's a plugin. It's pretty simple. It works really well. It's secure. Um, you can create your own accounts. You can track your own donations. Um, it's, it's very, very nice. It, it works really well. It's sophisticated. Um, it's, the fees are not bad. And so, um, so we don't feel like we're getting ripped off with every transaction, um, by the transaction fees. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a good deal. We're happy with this system. The problem is, um, the people in the original system, PayPal and the second system, uh, are still there. Uh, and they have their recurring donations that continue to go on and on and on. Um, we maintain those systems manually which is okay. Like, that's fine. Like we, that's like the cost of transition. Um, at some point people's credit cards will expire. They will roll over. Um, it will, you know, it, they'll get integrated in the new system. It'll all work fine. Uh, in the meantime, we can do some manual work. Um, it's no big deal until it is <laughs> at some point this last winter. And you can see it like very clearly in our, uh, in our revenue statements. Um, but it wasn't apparent at first. It just became apparent over time. Uh, this old program, for, for reasons unknown to us, canceled a whole bunch of accounts, just went through and at the time, and we still don't even know how many they canceled because it's hard to tell. Were you canceled? Did you cancel it? Did we cancel it? Did your credit card expire? Did it change? Like we don't, we don't really know. 
But over like a three month, four month period, we lost 700, 800 accounts. Um, at the point, at the time we were at like roughly 2,500 members, this would be almost a third of our members just like wiped out, gone. Um, now they were still in the system, um, but their cards were no longer being charged. Uh, their credit cards were no longer being charged and that revenue just disappeared from our revenue stream. Um, and it was noticeable, like very panic inducing kind of noticeable after a couple months when we figured out what was going on, it, it freaked us out. We have been trying to, <laughs> and, and it's, it's one of those things. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my own account got canceled. So like I was giving every month through this system as well. And, uh, I, you know, do I look at my credit card statement? Yes. Do I go through every single entry and make sure that my donation to strong downs is in there? No, I just assume that it is. Um, no, it's, it was gone. It was wiped out. It wasn't doing it anymore. And I didn't know there are literally hundreds of people out there, um, who were at one time members of strong downs and no longer are who maybe think that they are, or maybe think that, uh, they're continuing to be. And, and th many of them get our notices like, Hey, um, we emailed everybody and said, this is what happened. We're very sorry. Um, please go and get signed up over here. A lot of people did, but a lot of people have not. Um, it's kind of a very fickle thing. There's a, we talk about the friction that it takes when someone between when someone makes a decision uh, to become a member and actually like becoming one. And if there's a lot of friction in that, um, it, it, it makes it more difficult. Think about like the opposite of an impulse buy is a buy where you have to, um, you know, go through step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six. The more steps you have in there, the harder it is. Um, and so what we found is that when we lose someone, um, when someone goes away, uh, it's really hard sometimes to get them back. Um, we lost hundreds of people this year for, for no apparent reason other than a computer glitch. And uh, we've been trying to get them back. So I say this inside story because, A, we run a very sophisticated machine here. We're doing a lot of stuff. But even we have problems from time to time. Um, you know, even we have problems and things that get screwed up that we have to go back and try to fix. Um, but the other part of this is you may be listening to this podcast. You may be listening to this podcast for a long time. You may be uh, going way back to 2011 or 2012 and you're like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pain member. I've been caught up. I'm all good to go. Um, I'm not paying attention to these emails during the member drive because, Hey, I'm already a member. No big deal. If we're sending you emails saying sign up to become a member, it's because you're no longer a member. Um, and I apologize for that. It's like, I feel sad. I feel really sad about it um, because there's so many great people that have supported us over the years um, that want to continue, that believe that they are, um, but you're not right now. And we would love to have you back. If you think that's you, um, send me an email. Uh, give us a call. Uh, go check out your account. You, you can email missy at strongtowns.org and she will be able to verify for you whether your membership is current or not. Um, whether you're up to date or not. And, and we want to, we want to, we want to get you up to date. We want to make sure that you are for everyone else, uh, who has not ever gone through that process, not ever signed up. Um, now's your time. Uh, we're halfway through the member drive. I am watching the numbers creep up. Let me hear refresh again and, uh, we'll see. Yep. Since I've been talking, uh, one new member. Yay. Uh, <laughs> um, 
go do your part. Um, we seriously have built an entire movement predicated on you and your support. Uh, please help make it happen. And in the meantime, uh, do what you can to uh, build strong towns and keep things getting stronger. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Keep it stronger And nothing's gonna bring me down Whoa. Never gonna stop, gotta go Whoa. Because I know I'll keep it stronger Whoa.